Hello and welcome back to the Return of the Empire podcast. I am your host, Emiliano Emil Fergoso, the 49ers beat writer for Sacktown Sports, 1140 AM. And I am joined by my man, our, my producer, my everything really here on this show. I mean, this is the this is the guy. It, it, without him, this show would not happen, everyone. I'm just saying it. You're giving me chills. Nate Littlefield. Wow. How are you doing? Thank you so much. I'm doing well. I'm doing about an A minus <laughs> if we're talking letter grades here. Which we will be talking later. Yes, grades. you will. Yes. Yes, you will. There's plenty to talk about today. It's going to be a shorter show because it is week two of the offseason, so not as much moves are happening right now. Moves are finally starting to slow down after the rush, the free agent frenzy we had during the first week of the new league year. Now we're on the back half, and we're getting to see some more shorter-term deals, more vet, better minimums, more you know, older guys that are in the latter stage of their career trying to get a shot with a contender. That's what's coming up. Cap space running out. Yep, cap space running out. Um, and uh, there's just so much, including the Niners, who basically have no cap space left. Um, but, yeah, there's just so – there's a lot to talk about, but not as much as there was last week, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but somehow yeah. we're still going to talk about Lamar Jackson. <laughs> and I thought you wanted to stop talking about Lamar. <sighs> I can't. I can't because you just can't. It's a drug. I'm calling collusion. I'm calling collusion because like, he's got some sort of secret guy out there well, calling teams. Ken, Ken Francis, shout out Ken Francis. I don't know. I don't even know who that is. No one does. So here's the funny thing. Ken Francis. This is a story that came out yesterday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm aware of the whole story. I just yes. don't. The guy's name is Ken Francis. Yes. Okay. So basically, he is a business partner with Lamar. Um, they're creating a home workout gym, kind of all-in-one stereo gym kind of thing. <laughs> Lamar okay. is an entrepreneur now for yeah. some weird reason. I don't. That's I part don't of know. part of it. I mean, you don't want to go broke. What? It's like eighty percent of professional athletes go broke after they're out of the sport. Whatever. And, that, it is. and that's sad to say, but you are probably right there. Um, but no, Ken Francis. There was a, a memo yesterday that came out um, from the NFL league office saying you cannot negotiate with non-NFL PA agents, certified agents. It's yeah. against the rules. There was this guy by the name of Ken Francis, and apparently negotiating for Lamar on deals and stuff. Well, Lamar kind of fired back and said, that man is not negotiating for me. And then up the ante 10 minutes later and posted the video of the of the venture that they are doing, which is a home invention of a home workout gym. So I, my head went for a loop yesterday with this. <laughs> Couldn't even imagine. But this is not a general NFL podcast. It's a Niners-specific podcast, and we'll start with the Niners Um about a week and a half or so. Obviously, some more moves have happened um, since we last talked. Uh, John Feliciano, one of them, obviously offensive line, as well as Austin Bryant, defensive end, is now part of the 49ers. Just really quick now, I know they're they're not household names, but what what did you make of the signings when you when you heard about them? I'm uh, more excited. Well, Austin Bryant, that's a depth depth move. Yeah. Great move. That's how you win Super Bowls in the trenches. I say that every week, but it's the truth. Mm-hmm. It's a great cliche. Yeah. Uh, Bryant, love it. Similar situation to uh, Farrell, I believe. Maybe not as talented. Um, doesn't have that same raw talent, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, 6'5", 250 pounds. Yeah. Big dude. He's only 26. Um, he was teammates of Farrell at Clemson. You know that? Uh, I did not, but that makes sense. Yeah, if he's... Uh, they're probably the same age, huh? Yeah, he was in the fourth round. Cleo was in the was in the first. But yes, they were both yes. teammates and on that title winning team at Clemson with Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. No, with Deshaun. Oh, with Deshaun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure with Deshaun. Or maybe it was with Trevor. It was one. Deshaun was Trevor was in. Seemed like he was around forever. It was. Trevor tre- it was Lawrence, Trevor. I apologize. It was. I, it was Trevor. I apologize. Yeah, because yeah. Deshaun's been in the league for longer than longer me. than that. Yeah, I was sixteen. I. 
Again, Clemson had their yeah. two title runs. I'm trying to remember what years it was. I'm pretty sure it was the yeah. second one. Blame it on COVID. Blame it on COVID. It was a mess. It was a mess. Um, but yeah, no. So these are two guys with pedigree, former pedigree. At least they're trying to recapture their form under Chris Kosarek, the defensive line wizard, as we call him um, with the 49ers. Uh, he's obviously recaptured some guys' form. Charles Menehue, Samson Ebocom, Arden Key, um, guys that you know were struggling in the NFL that went to him and were able to reestablish their career and get multi-year contracts. So these guys are looking to do the same kind of thing, and it's it's a good move. And what's interesting with Bryant, I think though, is that he was more productive for the Lions outside linebacker in 2021 than he was for the at, at defensive line. Yeah, and you know you got to probably chalk some of that up to having um, what's his. Um, Who's their rookie last year? Uh, Hutchinson. Hutchinson. Yeah, yeah. you got to. Uh, there's a lot of like chemistry in that. And of all, I, I always think of like Alden Smith and Justin Smith. Like Alden Smith was a freak with the Niners, yeah. but he would not have had as many sacks if it wasn't for Justin Smith on the inside. Yeah, no way. So great. Give us depth. Not not a huge deal right now. Who knows what could happen? Well, it's important because the Niners lost so many players on the line. Yeah, we just add players. It's not as pressing of a need to go into the draft. We're like, we have to get defensive linemen. We have to get defensive ends. We have to get edge rushers. It's not as pressing now. They're still obviously going to look at guys, but that might not be the primary focus for them now, which I think is a win. Yeah. I personally more excited about Feliciano. Yes. Uh, he's going to play center for us, presumably. He's, gonna, he, he's played every position but right tackle, so he can yeah. play kind of all over the map. Yeah, yeah, we're going to see what he does. Um, I'm excited for that. I'm yeah. excited. I just want a great O-line, and our quarterbacks need it, especially Trey Lance, especially Trey Lance. Um, we've seen, I mean, Brock Brock had a good O-line. Brock, Brock yes. we were relatively healthy, you know, in, in that in our front, front five there. But if Trey's going to be playing these first few games, he needs protection. Yeah. He needs protection, so I, I'm I'm glad that they're doing something about, uh, about our uh, O line position. But I just yeah, I'm ready to see what happens. Yeah, and I, and I think Feliciano, being a veteran himself, um, knows position really well, knows how to be interchangeable, and that's what Brunskill was for them. Daniel Brunskill was for the Niners last year. And he's going to give a second year guard Spencer Burford a run for his money. I think he could really compete for that starting job. <clears throat> Excuse me, um, but. No, the money on Feliciano, it's the veteran minimum at base. Um, it's a 2.25 um, cap hit this year, so a very cost-efficient move for a guy of value for them. And I think with the law firm, I call them the law firm, it's Aaron Banks, Jake Brendel, and obviously Spencer Burford. Banks, Brendel, Burford. How are you going to have a law firm and not have Dre Greenlaw in it? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, the law firm of offensive linemen. Okay. You know you know how you know how, how law firms have just last names? Yeah. That's kind of what it is. Okay. It's the three Bs. Just every time I hear law, I just, I, you know. I guess when I watch the games with my dad, he's always talking about Greenlaw, lawyer, attorney. I don't know. He's always just yelling dumb stuff. So <laughs> that that's I just that's um, what goes through my stupid head. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with, with Banks and with, and with uh, Burford specifically, they really broke out last year in ways that not a lot of the national media realized. And frankly, myself, I had a little bit more low ex- expectations for a third or fourth round rookie that Burford is. Uh, Banks being a second year guy, but first year kind of struggle. You didn't know what was going to expect. And they performed admirably well on that offensive line. And so adding a guy like John Feliciano, who if you're hearing the reports out of New York, it's a great locker room guy, a great presence, all this stuff. They just need more guys like that. It's never bad to have more grown-ups in there, and I think that run game coordinator Chris Chris Forrester is going to really appreciate Feliciano. Totally agree. <laughs> totally agree. I totally mean, there's agree. not. It's just 
again, it's kind of a, a wait and see thing, we're, but we're excited. Yeah, it is. And so today on this shorter podcast, we're going to run through a um, a game that I, I like to call Best Off-Season Storylines. And now you've heard this probably before, but we're going to be ranking our favorite off-season storylines uh, from the 2020 off-season so far and what we're kind of just looking for. It doesn't have to be, you know, the top of the tier in terms of, like, what's being talked about in national media, but just what kind of piques our interest with the Niners specifically. And so I, I think for me, do you want to start or do you want me to start? You start. I start? Okay. Um, I think that the, the topic that I want to talk about first is – are the 49ers better or worse than they were last season at this moment? I it's it's a hot take but I do think better. I think bringing in Hargrave okay. is huge. Uh I I mean you're you're saying last year at this point exactly. I guess to compare to last season's roster and obviously we have more to, more to do but just I guess general the direction they're going do you feel better about it or worse about this season i feel very good about this team this year and i feel better about the quarterback situation which is a little silly but i was expecting jimmy to be gone if we're talking a year ago at this point i was expecting no garoppolo i was expecting a really raw rookie who was probably going to have a rough first eight games like it was uh could easily have been three and five yeah four and four Mm could have been i mean you know, you never know. But I am comfortable with this team. It feels, honestly, I know Brock's hurt, but it feels like we do have a veteran back there in him, even though he's he is a rookie. He plays with that confidence. Yeah. He has the it factor, which we've talked about. Fred Warner's talked about. Yeah. Uh, I think building the depth at the D-line, O-line is a bit questionable. We know Traverius Ward is not elite, but he's a, he's a great corner. He's very he's important. an elite run Corner. Yes, yeah. So I Hufunga's just getting better. I didn't know he'd be an all pro guy. Not knew that I yeah, I didn't I didn't think that was gonna happen at all. No. So all these guys just want to win a Super Bowl. That's so apparent. And the they get more and more desperate. Like George Kittle's not afraid to say oh, they just want to win. They want he's you can feel the desperation, especially from like Shanahan too. He he wants that Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It's been so elusive to him. So yeah. the more desperate they get, I feel like the better they're going to get because yeah. they're getting more risky. We also have McCaffrey now for a full off season. Yeah, we got guys like Jordan Mason. Yep. I am. I do think this team is better. I would have to agree in terms of top end talent. Obviously, the depth is still a question mark. There's still a lot of moves to make. They have 11 draft picks this year. And that's an issue with health, too. Yes. Depth is an issue with yes. health, which is a recurring issue for the 49ers. But that's why they got reason. a guy like Sam Darnold to be the third option on this team. Yeah. Because obviously, the quarterback position has been an injury magnet the last couple of years. And they just want to have one guy be the starter. And hopefully, Darnold doesn't have to play, but it's good to have insurance like that. And everyone kind of was laughing off Darnold and national media and stuff. I, I think it's a good signing. I really do. Yeah, I do too. I, Yeah, we talked about this last week, but Darnold, I mean, veteran presence now yeah. as well. He's he's smart. Um, he's a good signing. He's our third-string guy. Would you not want a, yeah. a, him as a third? He's not an off-the-field issue kind of guy, nothing like that. So give him a shot. Yeah, and I think another thing about are they better or worse, a lot of people look at the loss of D'Amico Ryans, obviously losing some of that defensive yeah. staff and stuff. And that, and obviously it hurts to lose D'Amico Ryans. He was the the backbone, the play caller of the best defense in the NFL last season. But getting a guy like Steve Wilkes, it feels really linear in terms of just keeping 
that same scheme, keeping that same intensity, keeping that same fire. I mean, Steve Wilkes is a home run signing for them. See, I was worried last year when we lost Sala. Really? I was worried. I was like, this guy, he had one of the worst defenses in 2018, I believe, and then he turned it around, and clearly the players loved him. He was so animated and emotional on the sidelines. It was there was a great relationship there. Am, am I right? I mean, yeah. as you covered it, right? They loved him with D'Amico with with Sala. Oh yeah, with Sala, with Sala, they they, they love Sala too. And Sala, but I think, frankly, they love D'Amico more. Okay, yeah. See, I didn't yeah. know that going into last season. I was just like, okay, if he can just kind of keep up, you know, where we're at, he's got great pieces everywhere, yeah. and then he was lights out. I mean, yeah. So. That that is a, a place of worry, but again, the Shanahan coaching tree, I you got to trust him. Look, there's going to be a different vibe this year with with, with Steve Wilkes compared to Demico Ryan's. Demico Ryan's was like a player coach, okay? Yes, because he was he's a almost there. Eight, he's like 38, right? Yeah, he's the young one of the youngest head coaches in the NFL, if not the youngest, and the guys just love him. Like well, Mike McDaniel's, what 12 years old, right? <laughs> Mike probably is the youngest, good yeah. boy. But um, but D'Amico is not far behind, and you could just see the love. Like Fred even said, he goes, I would not be the player I am today without without Miko. I wouldn't be the same guy. Like, D'Amico's the reason why. These guys love him, and there's a reason why Jimmy Ward went over to him. Uh, other players went over there. I mean, guys, they want to play for the guy who yeah. energizes a franchise, and he's an energizer bunny and just loves to just – have young men compete and play to their best. It's not always about winning. Sure, they want to do that, but D'Amico is about building character, and that's the difference there is can Steve Wilkes carry that tradition on and can carry that thing on of building character and having the right guys in the locker room. So final answer, I know you said the team is better. You think the team's better at its, you know, current state. Yes, yeah. Yes. Do you think altogether better than last year? Depth-wise, no. They have better depth in terms of uh, on, on the line, especially both sides of the line, I think. Losing Jordan Willis will But would you say them. overall? I'm saying as an overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think they're a better team overall. Okay. okay. Um, as long as the quarterback position, when we don't know, that's the big issue is who's holding down the quarterback position. We're just right in the same place we were a year ago. That, that's the sad part about it that. It sucks. But the rest of the roster makes a lot of sense. Yeah. The rest of the roster, roster makes a lot. And I think with the draft picks, too, because they're going to draft really heavy. And it's going to be a really good draft season, yep. I think, for them. And so I'm, I feel really confident that John Lynch is going to do a really good job, and that Shanahan is going to find their guys, and they're going to find a couple more j- j- uh, diamonds in the rough for sure. So my story, uh-huh. off season story, yep. uh, it's it's a little sad, but DeForest Buckner, oh, he has brought up the Niners at least twice this off season, and. First, it was with Hargrave, and he said, that's just the contract I wanted or something like that. The contract we paid Hargrave is what he was asking for. And so he kind of tweeted out something, and now it's seeming like the Colts want to move him, if if I'm not mistaken, which is crazy. Uh, but Is the, it, though? I get – I mean, yeah, they're a disaster. But I just I, – look, I love DeForest Buckner. I do. And I openly will say this, and a lot of the media will say this too. The Niners signing Hargrave was an open admission they made a mistake trading yeah. Buckner. Yeah. They, they didn't realize how important it was to have two elite def- defensive tackles on the interior, and that's what they got beat last year. And so the signing of Hargrave to match with, Bo- with Bosa, to match with Armstead, to match with Drake Jackson, Kinlaw, that's important for them. And that's why they've gotten better. But DeForest, man, and I feel bad because, you know, he, he, he said great, great for him. Just funny how they literally gave him the same the, the, gave him the same contract that he was asking for, basically. Yeah, and that it's just it's it's it kind of sucks. Yeah, it kind of sucks because DeForest is younger than, than Hargrave. Frankly, I think 
resonated more with the Niner fan base and Hargrave because he's the first time signing. He was a draft pick, all that great stuff. Um, but yeah, it's just it's it's again hindsight's twenty twenty, and the Niners openly are going to admit that they made a mistake, not probably keeping Buckner. But then again, they, they it's a cap situation. Yeah, it's a Caps, cap situation, yeah. and the Niners are bottom five. Bottom in cap five. Space. They're about five million now. So yeah, it, it's basically impossible for the Niners to get him. But you know, never say never. I got I got to ask: Would you have kept? Who would you have traded, Armstead or Buckner? Well, Armstead's a local guy, so it's no, really hard. It's to, hard, yeah, but you yeah, would have traded Armstead, love, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, for talent. Yeah. I mean, so. yeah, and that is, sucks to say. It but. does. I love Eric. I've talked to Eric personally. Love that guy. Love love the dude. Love the, everything he represents, Sacramento and the Bay Area. But Buckner, I think, was a better getting to the quarterback guy. Even though Armstead creates so much havoc on the interior, I just think Buckner was a pure down-to-down guy. You get a sack, he'll get you one. Yep. That's not Eric. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's a tough conversation. It's a t- tough conversation. Eric, we love you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, my next one. My next one, uh, number two. <sighs> yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to do it this way. How tight of a leash is Kyle Shanahan on under this regime? This got brought up, brought up on Twitter a couple days ago. After, I believe, it's in two years or something like that, his deal is up or something like how that. How do people not just go all in on Shanahan at this point? What do you mean? Like, how are you anti-Shanahan? Because he doesn't want anything. Okay. Yeah, well, not everyone wins every year. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I get it, but what are your other options? Yeah. Like, why would you yeah. not? If Okay, if there's five or six more years of this. I, our window, I mean, what? We got a three-year three, three year window for Super Bowl probably with this roster. Yeah, two, yeah, two three. Okay, I, but he's built this team. He gets his guys. You just have to trust him. Uh, that I feel the same way with Monty McNair with the Kings now. Yeah. But um, I am not anti-Shanahan. I oh, think am I. everyone makes mistakes. <laughs> everyone, makes, everyone has those days. But he... He's done so much with this franchise, and he's so smart. And he, he obviously his coaches are getting hired everywhere. The players love him. Yeah. He's young. He's been around the game since he was two years old. Yeah. I, you know, what what more do you guys want? I, I, it, I would look, love to hear an the, opposing the, opinion. The question that was posed from Twitter, and I just found the post was: If Kyle Shanahan doesn't win a Super Bowl over the next three seasons after year nine, it would be year nine of him being with the franchise. Will slash should Jetty York offer him another contract? So if he doesn't win a Super Bowl in the next three seasons, well, what I that's one question of many. That's one one okay. th- like this year. It's not his fault. It's no. not his fault. We tried the media tried to pin it. We yeah, did. it's we not tried. his fault at all. So what do you want? Like, what do you want? Yeah. I, I, there's too many other factors to decide that. What are they going to go? Okay, not win the Super Bowl. Does that mean that they go to the Super Bowl every year? Does that mean that they go one in 16 every year? There's a big difference yeah. between, like, that's way too vague of a question. Yeah. There's not, there's not a yes or mine's going to be yes because I've seen Chip Kelly. I've seen, I, I mean, Jim Tom Sula. I've seen Tom, Tom Chip Sula Kelly. was just oh a, it was a scapegoat. Oh my God. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, it's like David Cully. He's never had issues. This isn't a shot at Harbaugh either, but he's never. There's never been like behind the scenes stuff with with Kyle either. Like Harbaugh, there was the this is the of. man's com- exactly. But that that's the point, isn't yeah. it? Doesn't stuff get leaked on purpose for the most part? Yeah, typically, yeah. Like the Jimmy G stuff. Yeah, that was a leak for sure. So 
I I'm gonna go ahead and rock with Shanahan. Shanahan is the best. Is I'm gonna just say it right now. Shanahan is probably the best player player coach in the NFL. Like coach for players in the NFL. Like he is a bro's bro. This this guy resonates with with them in a way that's so different. Like you just hear Trent Williams talk about him, who's been around the league for so so long. Yeah. He goes, he is the best mind in football. There's not even a doubt. Like he just they they believe in this guy so much to call the right plays because they know how creative and like a they call him a genius. Like he kind of is a, a, an offensive savant when it comes to calling plays and running stuff. It's, no it's, doubt, yeah. No the fact doubt. that he was able to get a and I don't want to take anything away from Brock Purdy. The fact that he's able to get a, a mystery-relevant quarterback to play postseason games and be effective and almost win rookie of the year after six starts. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. It, it, I know. And people are like, oh, well, it's, he added McCaffrey. And, you know, but obviously, like, he he's drawing up plays that McCaffrey never ran in Carolina. No. He's having McCaffrey throw touchdowns. He's having McCaffrey catch deep slant. Like, McCaffrey had Matt Rule, who was a great coach in college, and it was determined to be an offensive guru. They were bad. Yes. They weren't good. Shanahan is an offensive guru, and you saw it right away. Look at the look at the Los Angeles Rams game, the, the, the first game he His started. His first start, yeah. He threw a touchdown pass. He caught one, and he ran one in. And he threw one. He triple crown in the first yeah. game. Yeah. Like, who thinks of that? Yeah. Kyle's a one-on-one in terms of offensive-minded stuff. And I think it goes to show that with Kyle especially – that even after losing um, Mike McDaniel's, who was his guy, um, McDaniel, not McDaniel's, McDaniel, yes, he lost uh, Lafleur too. Losing Lafleur, thank you. Yeah, like losing all these coaches, he's still able to keep consistency. Mm-hmm. That's Kyle. Yeah, that's Kyle, man. Mm-hmm. It's impressive. Uh, yeah, your turn. My turn for another story. Yep. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't even know if I have one to be honest. Okay. I really don't. I really. I at this point in the off season, I'm pretty happy that it's been relatively quiet. Okay. You know, I know we we're talking about before this started. You wrote it down to the IUK situation. Yeah. I don't think there's a lot there. He called himself the fourth option. Yeah, that was funny. But first of all, he's fourth behind what Debo, Kittle, and McCaffrey. Is that is sure? That, is that what essentially? Yeah. I yeah. assume that. Yeah. And he still put up a thousand yards. That's what he said. That his tweet was. Do, do you have it right there? I'm 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 just trying to find it. It was something along the lines yeah. of, "I'm the fourth option on this offense, and I'm still breaking a thousand yards." Well, the news that came out Ayuk this today was that he can dunk a basketball because he's just putting highlight videos up and him training in like a gym, just like doing basketball. <laughs> he honestly too might be the best route runner on the team. Yeah, I said this last year on 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 Carmichael Dave and Jason Ross. I said he's the best pure wide receiver on this on this on this team. He's a wide receiver one on. Yeah, he's a on wide most receiver. Teams. He would be a wide receiver one if you sent. I was thinking of Philly, but you got AJ Brown there. No, no, he would. He would be a. Put wide him on the Giants. Put yeah. him on the Giants. Yes, he, he makes Daniel Jones's life a bajillion times better. I agree. Brandon Ayuk is one of the best purest route runners in the NFL. The routes that he runs are second to none. Yep, like they are so. Un- if only he had like, like he has good hands. If only he could like not drop touchdown passes because that happened a couple times last year. Especially the especially the one where Purdy did the up and around and found him in the corner. Oh was so man, sad. that was gonna be oh, so an all timer. That was an all time. Like <laughs> yeah. if that actually if they caught if he caught that pass, dude, that would have been one of the greatest. Who's that against? Uh, Seattle. Was it in the playoffs against Seattle, or was that Purdy's first start? Oh, why, why am I blanking on it? Why am I blanking on this? 
It is. It is just against Seattle. Okay, at cool. home. It was I, the wild card. I thought game. so. I thought it was that one because again, I remember where I was and what was going on around me. Mm-hmm. Like, very rarely does all the media stand up at once to watch a play, and that was happening at the same time. Every single media member stood up and watched that happen <laughs> yeah. unfold. Okay, because yeah. we saw him just twirl around, and we were like, "No way." And then we saw Ayuk kind of creep out the back, and he was open. And we were like, oh, man, have you just caught that? That would be the, and the yeah. greatest play of the season. Yeah, um, luckily it wasn't at a point where it really – it was 38 to 17. Oh, they were believe, cooking. So. It, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways. Here's a tweet right here. Uh, 1K, which is what BA is known as, is 1K. Um, as the fourth option in a run-first offense, ha, 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 laughing emojis, basically. Um, I'm as real as it gets. Word to little baby and G East, the rappers say that <laughs> I'm ready to, to stand on business every time year four. Now it's a lot of cryptic messaging in there, but he, he I think he's laughing at the fact that he is the fourth option to run first offense. Cause I don't think he's the fourth option in terms of like white outlooks. Frankly, I think he's the number one option, especially with Trey Lance coming back. That's Trey Lance's boy. Devo yep. was dealing with his contract stuff last year. Ayuk was the one catching pass with him down in Southern California. They've had better chemistry, too. I mean, even when Trey played before last year. Yeah. Look, num- number four options in an offense, don't do what he did in the, la- in the last position in the fourth quarter of the Raider game, where he took that over. He took that game over week, week 17 against the Raiders. He was one of the reasons why they won that game, was yeah. his ability to get open a bajillion times. Grant yeah. Ayuk, and I've said this since Arizona State because I watched him at Arizona State, he was Electrifying him and Nikhil Harry, and I don't know what happened to Nikhil. <laughs> yeah. Nikhil was un- you. dude. You Nikhil was unreal yeah. at Arizona State, dude. He was the best wide receiver in, in college football, and Ayuk was on that level too for a second there. But like, it's it's be the BA slander. I'll ne- I'll never get over. And Ayuk is the guy. He's yeah, just he's such awesome. a guy. He's just the guy. He will get paid someday. He will get. He has to get paid next year. Yeah. So. That's the trick is that... We'll see what happens. We'll cross I, that bridge when we We'll get cross there. the bridge Let's get him a ring yeah. first, huh? <laughs> Let's get him a ring Come first. Come on, so we don't have to fire Shanahan, right? <laughs> yep, yep. Um, All right, we got to get moving. Let's get moving, yeah. Um, let's do a couple generals real quick. Okay. A couple generals. Who in your mind has done the best in free agency this year? Of all teams? Of all teams. Man. Um, it's... That's a that's a really on the spot question that I was not ready for. Can I can I throw one out? Yeah, there? you go first. Okay, the Detroit Lions. Yeah, they are the Detroit Lions. Let's stand up for the Detroit Lions, everybody. They have actually signed players of relevancy that are good, that make them better, that address areas of need. CGJ, Chauncey, yep. yeah, yep. Gardner Johnson. I was, I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, Chauncey, yeah, yeah, yeah. They signed Emmanuel Mosley. They signed Cam Sutton. They, they've signed a bunch of other people. Yeah. I, I can't name them all. And they have they, a good yeah. roster. They have a really good roster. They were they were a Seahawk, was a Seahawk loss away from making the postseason last year because they beat the Packers. They had the tiebreaker. Yes, yes, yes. They had the tiebreaker. So if they win that game, the Seattle loses. They're in the playoffs in the Seattle. They're playing the Niners wildcard weekend. Arguably, too, that division the Giants, has just gotten sorry. worse. Worse, except for maybe the Bears are getting better. But, yeah, they're, yeah. Emil's shaking his head. I'm telling you right now, they have plus odds. In the, in the sports books to, to win the division, I would take those plus odds right now for the Lions. Ooh, Emil's gambling corner. Oh, don't even. Let's not even <laughs> yeah. go there because I have a jillion prop bets I could run with. Okay. Um, right. I, um, I miss those days. You anyway. know what? I, I do know. I, I, I okay. had to brush up a little bit. But uh, yeah. Cincinnati, getting Orlando. Yeah. Cincinnati, that, that signing alone mm-hmm. might give it to them just because it's so funny. He went from KC to to to. Cincy. He went from Baltimore to KC to Cincy. 
Yes. That's, yeah. That's even crazier. Very. I mean, kind of <laughs> similar to uh, Hargrave going from the Eagles to yeah. Niners. Just, yeah. No, it is. Yeah. So. I think they probably scored. They have such a good team. And they, speaking of receivers, I mean, um, you got Burrow throwing to, um, why am I blanking on his name? T, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. I don't know um, why I'm blanking on his name. But um, Tyler Boyd. That team is very good. That team is yeah. very good, very young, very scary. Uh, I know they got some issues. Joe Mixon's got some more issues popping up. And. Yeah, see that they're one. a franchise. They're a bit of a, a a weird franchise when it comes to sign. They've always been. Well, I think what's important with the Orlando Brown thing is the price they got him at. Because if you look at what Mike McGlitchy got, it's more than what Orlando Brown got. Yeah. And Orlando Brown plays left tackle, not right four, tackle. Four years, $64 million Mike McGlitchy for got, Orlando Brown. Mike McGlitchy got five for, five for, I believe, 87 and a half. I think McGlinchey's a decoy for us to wrestle for Russell Wilson to get killed. Oh yes, I think he's just going to let people go by and let Russell Wilson just get crushed, (laughs) and that would make me eternally happy. Look, that signing made me laugh so hard because as much as I appreciate Mike McGlinchey and Niner Niner Faithful does obviously, McGlinchey wasn't as good as everyone thinks he is. I'm sorry. I mean, (laughs) there were so many times where he got and again, McGlinchey was also playing injured last year, didn't get covered up. I believe he broke two ribs mid season and was playing through it. Like, he was playing through a lot of pain, too. So I want to give McGlitchy the benefit of the doubt, but he also had a lot of moments where it was like, man, there's a lot to be desired here. Yeah. A lot. And there's a reason why they didn't re-sign him, why they let him go, and they, they kept and they wanted to give Colt McKivitz a shot. So I, I think that says a lot, but for the Bengals specifically, getting Orlando Brown Jr., who is a, a Pro Bowl left tackle, a franchise left tackle, those don't come on the market very often, to get him for four years, $64 million, um, is is incredible. Mm-hmm. And it's front-loaded as well. So yeah. it get it gets lower over the years, which is so important for them because they have to pay guys li- like T. Higgins coming up, mm-hmm. uh, Joe Burrow coming up. You know they got to pay a bunch of guys. So for them to have a backload on a franchise tackle who's in his twenties, that's a slam dunk. Yeah, uh, I see you put on here general topics. Uh, yeah. The value of running backs. You, do you mean just in in the entire NFL? Yeah, yeah. Because we got this whole yeah. thing going on with Zeke right now, where oh he's gosh. deciding between. I mean, that's that's a. Obviously, that's going to be a, a media... Deciding is a strong word. Deciding yeah. is a strong word. Yeah. More like, is someone going to take him? Yeah. It's... it's. I mean, all three of his options were contenders. Well, makes sense. He wants to win a ring. Yeah, yeah. So, and he wasn't going to do that in look, Dallas. Look, if he goes to the Eagles, it's pure comedy. It's pure comedy, dude. Yeah, it is. But it's like, that happens all the time with... Uh, I mean, that division a lot, but... They're they're always kind of interchanging yeah. players a lot. Like Deshaun Jackson, did he not play for all every team in the, in that division? In that division? No, I don't think so. I'm he didn't mind. play for the Giants. He didn't play. He did play for the Commanders. Yes. Did he not play for the Giants? He didn't play for the Cowboys. He played for two of the four. Okay. See, I'm, my football knowledge is mediocre. he played for the Ravens last year. Okay. He played for the Buccaneers. He's played for the Raiders. He's played for I feel like the Rams. The Rams, thank you. And he won a ring with the Rams. Was he on that team? Two thousand twenty. That's right. He was on that. It's t- a crazy time. Yeah. <gasps> Odell has a ring. We forget about that. Yeah, he played three fourths of a Super Bowl. Um, That's a whole other whole another thing. Can of worms. Um, yeah. The, in terms of the value of running backs, so what I threw on there was the running backs just aren't valued the same way they used to be. Like Saquon was the last guy to be valued as a to- as a top end guy, and it just goes to show with. Um, with the guy coming out this year, B. John Robinson out of Texas, who everyone has consensus top five overall talent, who's going to be a superstar in the NFL. They're like, where is he going? Who's taking him in the first round? Because the value is yeah. low. 
We look at Najee Harris a couple years ago. He dropped all the way to Pittsburgh in like the 19th, 21st pick or something. He's a Pro Bowl running back. Yeah, so. He's a workhorse. And this kind of comes full circle. This is Shanahan's fault a little bit for devaluing running backs. And then, honestly, it's like the Todd Gurley situation, too. This is Zeke Elliott paying them too much. (sighs) Poor Gurley. So people just aren't. I, now Lamar's kind of going through it with the QB position oh. with the guaranteed money that Deshaun got. Can someone sign Lamar, please? Yeah. Can we, can we end Come this? Come on, San Francisco. Figure it out. <laughs> Dude. I'm going to be a backup. You know, you know what's funny? I've been spending all this time saying it's never going to happen without me even thinking about what that would look like. I took like 10 minutes to think about it one night, and I was like drooling over Super myself. Super team, yeah. Like, there's no one stopping them, ever. <laughs> They're going to keep winning Injury, games. But, yeah. Be, 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 besides injury, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no one stopping Lamar Jackson with the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan. Good luck yeah. to you stopping yeah. triple read option with, like, reverse end arounds and with the, with the offensive tackle pulling yeah. from the backside. Like, imagine Trent Williams blocking for Lamar Jackson. And Lamar can throw it down the field. And can huck it down the field. Yeah. So, that would be unfair. Uh, so let, yeah. let's pray every night that, you know, Lamar just goes <laughs> talk to Francis or whatever he yeah. is, get him on the phone with Shanahan yep. right. and Francis. <laughs> we have time for one more. I know there is something you wanted to, to discuss. Yes. Yeah. Let's, uh, next week. Let's talk. Let's just go strictly draft next week. Let's do it next. Let's do next week. Yeah. A little peek behind the Do curtain. you have any Nate's corner for us? I got a question for you. Okay. So you're with the team a lot. Yeah. You understand these guys more than. A dumb fan like me. Sure. Um, I want you, out of these three guys, who do you think is most important, oh. not just on the field, but as a player, yeah. as a person to this team? Uh-huh. And I'm going to give you three players, Go and you it. tell me who it is. Uh-huh. Javarius Ward, Drake Greenlaw, and our guy Eric Armstead. Eric Armstead, not even a question. You think? Not it's even Eric. a question. It's Eric. Okay. It's Eric. Because Javarius Ward's new, yes. so he's still ingratiating himself in there. But uh, he's also extremely important on the field. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eric is important because he was the only defensive tackle who was really holding it down consistently, yes. especially with Javon Kinlaw and his injury issues. And not only and that... And the rotating door of in and out, everyone, a year in, a year out. Yeah. I think Eric's most valuable. Mm-hmm. And that's why the whole trading Eric and the restructure... It's, it's going to be a tricky situation this year and coming into next year, especially with Nick Bosa and his contract coming up. Um, but Eric is the most valuable player in terms of locker room guy, especially like he is one of the heartbeats of, the, of that of that defense. Him along with, I mean, he's a captain. He's a he's a Walter Payton man, man of the year finalist. You know, he is a one of the one of the team leaders for that defense for the entire organization. They lean on him. They lean on Fred Warner. Um, yeah, Eric is. While his numbers don't always speak for themselves on the field because he doesn't always get the sacks and whatever. His pressures are up, obviously. But his value to the team is, frankly, irreplaceable right now in terms of the defensive tackle. He's such a, night, it's such a tight-fitted group. That, like He is such a big part of that group. That, like Getting rid of him would be a big loss for them, okay. personality-wise. Fascinating. That's a great, that's a great answer. Drake so Greenlaw I, I, leans on Fred. Fred's the Fred's green yes, dot. Yes, yes. Greenlaw le- leans on Fred to be the leader of the, of the, of the, the defense, one of the leaders of the locker room, and Eric is also one of the leaders of the locker room. So that's kind of where the difference is, and I guess in that. And then Traverius is new, so he's not a captain. Yeah, one of the best moves. I, I say John Lynch, but I think we've mentioned this before. It's not. Uh, it's obviously not just John Lynch, but yeah. that Greenlaw contract that worked out pretty well. Yeah, no, that and they they agreed that before he had this crazy season. Exactly, too. like what a right move. before what a he came back from injury, it was really what weird. A move. It was like you're signing Dre Greenlaw now. He's been injured for five weeks. 
And then yeah. he just pops off. And I'm like, oh, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. why. No, Drake Greenlaw's sick. Great. Yeah. I mean, all those guys are. All yeah. those guys are. I, I, the Niners defense, like, watching them play in and out, like, watching them practice, like, you just see the level of competency you don't see from other NFL teams. Mm-hmm. Like, just how competent they are and how much they get it. They get it. You know, not every team, every player gets it. They get it. It's a swarm, a group mentality of swarm. It's a group mentality of win a title, group mentality of win a game. Not about the stats. The stats are cool, but Kyle has always said it's about the team effort. And it took players a long time, Brandon Ayuk especially. took him some time to figure that out. But he got it, and now you're seeing him reap the rewards. Yep. So, team mentality. The Snyder team, if anyone can go back and go back to the playoffs in a deep run with Trey Lance or whoever's going to be playing gunslinger for them. Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Tom Brady. Oh, my God. Let's not do that now. Yeah. Tom's Tom's retired. Remember last week when we were talking about Aaron Rodgers, too? We were talking about Aaron Rodgers, how the deal is basically done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. now it's just not. So people, like, uh, whatever. No, I it's just, not that it's not something. done. It's that the trade won't happen because they're trying yeah. to get as much possible out of him. But if you're the Jets, why would you trade a first-round pick for a guy that wants to come here? Yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense. It's really funny. And then they made that Elijah Moore move, which allegedly wasn't for the Packers. That's kind of its own thing. I don't know if you're a Schefter's. No, I saw that. I saw that. No, he's going to the Browns, and that's I. I'm really happy for Elijah Moore. I'm so proud of Elijah Moore because he he got his he got his team, and I'm so he's been in he's been in hell in New York for a minute now. He's wanted out for so long, and they wouldn't let him out. They finally (laughs) did, and I'm so because he's really good. He's really good, good, and he's going to be really good for Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. So. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Deshaun yeah. Watson needs good people around him. <laughs> Let's leave it there. Yeah. Let's wrap that up there. <laughs> this is the Return of the Empire podcast with Milford Goso and our guy Nate Littlefield, the producer extraordinaire. Uh, catch us every single week, doing pods every week. They vary in time, but they are out. Usually Friday afternoon going into the weekend typically is kind they of... They don't the, vary in fun. They're all a lot of fun. They, vary, they don't vary in fun. They vary in time. Yeah, <laughs> so I guess how much fun you're going to have or how long you're yeah. going to have fun for... But whatever. You're going to have fun. Well, and that's a guarantee. Guaranteed. Book it. Book it. Anyways, that's it for us here. It's from the Sacktown Sports Studios. We'll catch you on the flip. Have a great one, y'all.